Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to use our body posture and body language to improve our mood. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so this is an exercise called happy body, sad body. And it is an exercise I used to teach when I ran children's courses for 6 to 11-year-olds. And I'm going to do it with you today. So this is an interactive experience. The first one is we're going to put on our sad body. Hmm, our sad body. So if you were to think of your body posture when you feel sad, start to adjust your head, your shoulders, your hands, your arms, your legs, all your body to fit how you would look and how you would hold yourself if you were feeling sad. And really do this with me right now. What is your face doing? What are your shoulders doing? How about your hands? Your neck, anything with your arms, legs, feet. So now evaluate, what is your sad body? Chances are, although this can change for people in general, the head might be a little bit lower, your eyes might be looking down, your shoulders may be slouched and hunched forward. Maybe your legs are crossed or your arms are crossed. And maybe there's even a bit of a frown on your face or a pouty face. Okay, so this is your sad body. Now, show me what your happy body would look like. Notice any immediate adjustments that happen. What's happening with the shoulders, the chest, the belly, the face, the neck? For me, I immediately notice that my chest is a little bit more open, my shoulders are back, my face sort of feels brighter, if that's possible. There's a a smile there. I, I feel more grounded in myself. And so let's go back to sad body. Okay, sad body, feeling the sad body. Yep, I'm a little bit more slouched over, a little bit of a pouty face, head down. Okay, now happy body. Ah, a little bit more upright, expansive, smile on my face. All right, you get the picture? Now, I led this with you in the same way that I would lead it with children, designed to be very simple and engaging. Obviously, as adults, we know that there are nuances between what happiness can look like and how it expresses itself. And I know some very, very happy monks and meditators and wise people that don't really smile that much and they don't have much of what I would call a happy body in the way that I demonstrated it here and yet there's a really deep peace. And I also know a lot of times when people are sad uh, that the body posture takes a, a different shape. And all of that is okay. We're, we're 
expressive human beings with bodies and our bodies are going to uh, sort of match our inner landscape. But seeing how we have these uh, predictable patterns of conditioning in how the body manifests itself in relationship to our internal experience can give us some clues for how we might change our mood in a moment if that's what we were interested in. So, for instance, if we know every time that we start feeling down or hopeless or helpless or in a state of despair or I'm no good, that there are predictable bodily scripts that we go through, well, that's really good data because now we can practice changing those scripts, at least in this moment, if that's what we're interested in, and trying a body posture that might fit a different mood that we're used to, a different sort of conditioning. And I know for myself that I do feel a difference when I go from what I was terming sad body to happy body. And the reason this is all very powerful is because, yes, our outward appearance often does uh, take the shape of, or at least is informed by our internal experience, but it also works the other way around, especially when we've conditioned that sequence so frequently and strongly that when we start slouching, it can change our internal mood. One interesting thing I've noticed when meditating in a chair is that if the chair has armrests and my elbows, my arms are propped up, it causes my shoulders to bunch up. And I feel slightly more stressed in the meditation, less relaxed, and a little bit more on edge. And my hypothesis on why that is is because when I am more stressed and more on edge, usually what happens is my shoulders get bunched up more toward my ears. So that conditioning, that mind-body conditioning is very strong. And even when I'm in meditation, I'm not on edge. If I have the shoulders bunched up a little just by a product of how I'm sitting, I can start to feel similar emotions. Not as strongly, but there is a sense of uh, not, not quite being able to settle in fully. So monitoring our body language throughout the day, in my opinion, is actually one of the quickest ways that we can shift our emotional experience. This is nothing new. I mean, personal development people have been talking about this for uh, years. And body language coaches and psychologists, including Amy Cuddy, she did a lot of research on this uh, around power poses. Some of that research has come under scrutiny recently, so I'm not going to go too much into it. But research aside and what other people have set aside, use your own experience to assess this for yourself. With everything I talk about on this podcast, don't take it at face value. Explore it, integrate it, and see what meaning it has for you. And the first step of this would be when you are feeling a certain way throughout the day, bring awareness to what your body is doing. And when you are feeling a certain way that maybe you'd prefer not to be feeling or you want to experiment with how you could feel differently, try assuming a posture that is more aligned with the state you want to experience. And you will intuitively know what that feels like and what that looks like. In my experience, it is not a permanent fix or solution to feeling a certain way and permanently feeling good, if that's even what we wanted. But instead, it it can be another tool that you can use in your life, especially when you want to feel a particular way for a particular circumstance. So try this out. Happy body, sad body. You can teach it to your children if you have kids, or your students if you're a teacher. 
And it's a great way for them as well to get in touch with how their posture and how their bodies impact their mental and psychological and emotional state. As always, thank you so much for your practice. I'll talk to you soon. And until next time, take care.